guys sorry i sound a little bit under the weather that's kind of where i've been i've been not feeling the best um but all of that aside pardon me if i sound disgusting i i actually took today off i I, sometimes i work on sundays i actually took today off um and i'm glad i did because when i saw the news i jumped up i actually saw uh chris's tweet She said her neighbor came to check on her to see why she screamed. And uh, (laughs) I said, well, that can only mean one thing. But let me make sure that I'm not just reading into things. And according to all the other tweets that came behind that one, Lily is here. And so I also screamed, jumped up, and and here I am. So this is going to be a rough podcast. I normally have my uh, notes prepared and at least some kind of rough outline with uh of of what I'm going to talk about but there's a like I was actually even working on a podcast cuz I, I I have been doing that over the last like month and a half cuz the last podcast I recorded was actually after the funeral I was like okay well I'm going to talk about this I'm going to talk about that I've done that like two or three times just trying to get to the point where I can actually record and edit and and do all of that I deleted everything I had <laughs> right on my laptop and said, screw it. I'm recording this podcast uh, because the girl is here. She is here to claim her throne. Do you understand? Like, I have never been more excited. I, th- I thought I would be like, okay, well, you know what? This is this baby number two. Honey, this is this is the girl. This is the queen. Do you understand? They named her Lilibet. Now, I know a lot of y'all ain't going to like that because that's the first thing I thought of when I saw the name. I said a lot of them not going to like that. <laughs> a lot of them are really just not going to like that. But uh, just because, you know, I know how, you know, squad kind of sort of feels about uh, the queen and, and, you know, her lack of authority as a lot of us see it uh, in the in the whole last couple of years. But clearly they have respect and love for um, Elizabeth as a person. And, you know, who am I to tell somebody to not named not name their child after their mother and grandmother and or grandmother? I am named after both of my grandmothers, my first name and my middle name. So, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. And. I'm sure that's a name that she will she will carry with with dignity and love and because it means so much to Harry especially uh because this child's great grandmother who is still alive the queen of England and then her grandmother Diana has uh had such a storied life and you know sadly her her life was cut short but means so much to Harry of course shaping him to be the man that he is today and I mean the girl is just she's a queen already 
Long live the queen, you a queen, you know it. <laughs> queen already, my baby, you know what? She's a queen. Do you understand? Her, her grandmama is her great grandmother, anyway, is literally a queen. Her her grandmother's a queen. Both of her grandmothers are queen. Her mama's a queen. She's named after all the queens. She is the queen. Do you understand? So we got King Archie and Queen Lily. Period. And I love that their their little names rhyme because everybody's gonna call her Lily. Oh, girl, can we just think about just just for just for a moment? Um, like how mad the haters are going to be. And just for a second, because I'm not really trying to delve down that rabbit hole. The fact that she's named after the queen, the queen's nickname or the nickname for Elizabeth. The girls have to be livid. It's time to see some of them heads explode because that's what I was promised. Because I'm ready. Because y'all to put that girl through hell for not one, but two of her pregnancies. It just so happens to be that the second pregnancy, she was in the protection of her home, her home state, her home country, and around her family. She was removed from all the BS. That almost ended her in that first pregnancy. But now you got her daughter... Right, because she she's basically the princess of America. Period. Um, I was promised that heads would explode, and and I I would like to see it. Yeah, I would like to see it. I would like to I would like to hear that as the background <laughs> soundtrack to this podcast for the entirety of this podcast. You know. But anyway, let me go ahead and read the official statement. Just word for word, because we are going to mark this occasion just like we marked the birth of Archie. Uh, Do you understand? And I'm just so excited. Aren't you guys like so over the moon about her arrival and the way they just like just sprung it on us? (laughs) Like here we were yesterday or here everybody was yesterday just going on about their lives. And Megan had already given birth and none of us knew (laughs) and that's exactly how it should be and how it should have been uh for Archie's arrival but the statement reads and it has Harry and Meghan's logo at the top but I don't know if this is from the palace or them but let me just read it it says statement from the press secretary for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex yeah it is with great joy that Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, welcome their daughter, Lilibet, Lily, inverted commas, Diana Mountbatten Windsor to the world. Lily was born on Friday, June 4th at 1140 a.m. in the trusted care of doctors and staff at the Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital in Santa Barbara, California. Hey, um, she weighed seven pounds, 11 ounces. Both mother and child are healthy and well and settling in at home. You feel me? Oh, I just love reading these words. <laughs> Lily is named after her great grandmother, Her Majesty the Queen, whose family nickname is Lilibet. Her middle name, Diana, was chosen to honor her beloved late grandmother, the Princess of Wales. Oh, this is the second child for the couple who also have a two-year-old son named Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. 
the Duke and Duchess, thank you for your warm wishes and prayers as they enjoy this special time as a family. Oh, they must be so happy. Oh my God. I can just picture Harry with his little girl. Like he finally has his little girl. And Megan has her little girl. You know, I mean, I think it would have been just a cruel twist of fate for Megan to not have a daughter. But they have their little girl. Archie has his little sister. I mean, they have what they should have always had. Um, or at least in terms of the experience of being a parent, being a new parent, what they should have had with Archie. And I'm so glad that they at least get to experience this with their daughter. And in a weird way, I bet they appreciate just like this is normal. What they're experiencing now is normal. Just quiet, rest, peace, happiness, joy, all of the things that come with. We're just focused on the good things that come with, in, you know, bringing in a baby into the world, into the home. Um, and so much of, you know, Archie's arrival was marred in absolute chaos and nonsense um, that they can appreciate this, like the normal way of doing things that much more and share it with Archie. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for them. And they have their family. This is, I think this is the moment that so many people have been trying to prevent, sadly. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it as it is. So many people have been trying to prevent this family from forming as it is today as it is now they're just two people just trying to live their lives they're in love they they married they you know are trying to do what they feel is uh you know contributing to the world and to do that in peace as is their right that's that upsets a lot of people and a lot of people didn't want them to get to this moment you know harry said it himself they weren't going to be satisfied until she was no longer here. But here she is. I'm giving birth on your haters because I'm fertile. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Beyonce talks so much shit. But that she be telling the truth because Megan is giving birth on you haters because she's fertile. And she's only choosing to stop it too. Do you understand? So yes, Lilibet is here and... <laughs> Already, already Twitter is uh, cutting up because, you know, since Harry and Meghan left the UK, um, and sometimes I got to delve into the humor. Since they left the UK, you know, we know there's been a lot of allegations about the royal family and some uh, unsavory uh, anecdotes about what people of color may have been experiencing um, as being a part of the institution, uh, including but not limited to Megan. And of course, the UK press and the, the tabloid press specifically driving that and or collaborating and helping to coordinate it. Um, but <laughs> listen, I just saw a tweet 
So basically, we're celebrating Lilibet, period. But I just saw a tweet that said, uh, <laughs> y'all go hate me for, sh- for saying this, but it says, uh, how black is she? Just a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's kind of like we're celebrating it, but everybody is relieved. I feel, at least in terms of Americans who are Harry Megan fans, that it's outside of that institution. And girl, royal family girl, y'all can celebrate. Y'all can high five from afar. Y'all can do whatever it is that y'all got to do to say that y'all happy or to put out the impression that you're happy. It's fine because it don't matter. But uh, we can joke about it. And that was not my tweet, by the way. But it's going to be viewed in the context of this is how you treated them. Right. This is how you treated that family. Um, worrying about their skin color. So you're going to always be roasted. And of course, in the last couple of uh, days or in the last week or so, there's been so many stories. Um, the big one was the Guardian story about, you know, the uh, the um, lack of ethnic minorities quote unquote, and immigrants in clerical roles working in Buckingham Palace and how um, even though, you know, discriminatory hiring practices such as that are illegal, the palace is still exempt from them. Uh, All kind of stuff. So things that just kind of confirm what people know about or believe about the royal family. Never mind the fact that the entire institution is rooted in and founded on racism. Okay. But people are cutting up. So if you're on Twitter, cause that's, that's, that's where I tend to be most of the time. Um, you'll probably see a lot of that. <laughs> so I just say, take it a stride, you know, um, and just enjoy the celebrations and the, the moment that we heard this, incredibly wonderful news. So tacked on to the end of their announcement on the website, Harry and Megan have also said that um, they've named four organizations saying that for those inquiring on sending gifts, we ask that you support or learn more about these organizations working for women and girls. How fitting girls Inc harvest home Camfed, or I'm going to say that's Mina Mahila Foundation. So as they do, you know, right, right on brand, uh, supporting girls, because that, that is something that that's very important to them. Um, girls voices, girls empowerment, uh, girls seeing themselves as equally capable, able, valuable to society uh, in the way that society promotes boys just without thinking (laughs) Um, and just setting the tone straight out of the gate. Uh, And then it says, while the Duke and Duchess are on parental leave, Archwell will continue to do important work and publish stories on the site. And we look forward to seeing you. So a couple things, no leaks, no leaks. We didn't know anything about it. 
We learned about it two whole days later. Running a tight ship is what Harry and Meghan are doing. But that's also just called professionalism, too. And uh, maybe it's just that they don't know how to be professional where Harry and Meghan came from. Um, But we didn't know anything. I didn't hear anything about, you know, oh, there's a buzz in Santa Barbara or, hey, this might be happening or what have you. We don't know whether it was a home birth, a hospital birth. I mean, it it mentioned the hospital in, in California, but... Um, maybe that's just, I I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I'm not even going to speculate. But the point is, we didn't hear anything until they were ready for us to hear what they wanted us to hear, uh, which is that their baby is safe and Megan and and baby are healthy and happy and they're all at home. Um, (laughs) like, when you look at this in the context of what the institution demanded of Megan in her first pregnancy even and this is where my respect for Megan just runs so deep even as a quote-unquote new duchess she said I'm not doing that now what they put her through was really horrid right because that's still an intrusion and an invasion of her privacy. But she still managed to announce the birth of her son in a way that was okay with her and okay with Harry. But they were demanding that she stand on the street and, you know, because you're publicly taxed by dad and, um, you know, show us your baby and, and have all the cameras and all of that in her face. And she still held her own. When you look at the fact that, you know, they were just able to just regularly give birth, regularly go home. And then you look at what royal women have put up with. I think, and this is one of the points that I was going to actually just talk about on, on you know, uh, one of the next podcasts was just how Harry and Meghan living their life just as regular folks, but still making a great impact as we saw with like, for example, Vax Live. And as we see with the me you can't see, them just living their lives, but still also having those major live events like the birth of a child. Looking at how they do it and contrasting it with how the royal family does it and demanded they do it while they were still a part of the uh, the institution is working royals. It really highlights how archaic the institution is. And people like more and more people, the more you see Harry and Meghan doing it their way, the more you have to question whether the royal family is needed at all because everything they do in the way they do it, it's so dehumanizing even to the members that are already there, whether you like them or not, right? I Y'all already know how I feel about uh, Karen the Duchess, but I still don't think she should, ha- you know, have to stand on the street. But, of course, she's going to take it because she's so used to just doing what people tell her to do. Um, she's You could say she's bought into it. And she might be more than happy to do that, but that's just, that's cruel, right, on the day you give birth, Um you wouldn't demand of any other mother 
to uh, to stand up and take pictures with their kid to a bunch of strangers. Um, I I don't know. I just think about that. And I just can't believe that that's something that they made Megan that they tried to make Megan do. Um, while it might have been cool in the 80s because that was Diana's choice as well. It just doesn't fit <laughs> for like the new millennium. Just as a lot of other things just don't fit for the new millennium. Um, and Harry and Meghan are living in the current time. Like they are the modern royal family. And so as they continue to go on their path, it's going to be directly compared to what they left behind. And so that does not work for the royal family. And you can't say anything. You can't criticize Harry and Meghan just for living their lives, right? So that's the beauty in all of this. They're just living. Just, they're just living. Um, so what are the royal family doing? And on your dime, you know. But that's neither here nor there. One thing I did notice in the statement, which I thought was sweet, but also sort of a um, just so you know type of phrase, was that, they refer to Diana as the Princess of Wales, which technically at the end of her life, she wasn't the Princess of Wales anymore because she was divorced. Um, and she supposedly was just to revert back to Lady Diana. But to me, as has been said many times, um, really since her passing, was that she's really just always going to be seen as the princess of Wales. Um, and she's the only princess of Wales almost after that, because that's what that's people are. Um, people will always associate Diana, the name Diana with the title, the princess of Wales, even though that title is given to whoever is, you know, the wife of the prince of Wales, whoever that happens to be today, it's Charles, but Camilla, Nobody, she's not referred to as a princess of Wales. I don't even know if that's her unofficial title, um, but she's just a Dutch, Duchess of Cornwall. And so the Mugsits are all trying to um, go ahead and try to get Kate prepared to be the new princess of Wales. And I don't even think England, like people who either are on the fence or just straight out royalists, are really even going to see Kate as the quote-unquote princess of Wales just because they will always associate that with Diana. So there's probably going to be some people saying, well, you know, Diana wasn't the princess of Wales when she died, but she was the princess of Wales in her life. So that that that's absolutely true. Um, but there's, there's going to be nitpicking over that. And who cares? because I don't care what anybody who, who comes after Diana ever calls themselves, whether they even call themselves the princess of Wales, nobody's going to regard them the same way that they, they regarded Diana, both in her life and death. So I like that they included that because there's really ever only going to be one that history recognizes in the way that, um, that we recognize Diana in association with that title. So Buckingham Palace also released a statement. Um, I will go ahead and read that just for the record. Um, kind of dry if you ask me, but hey, what 
what else are we going to expect? But it says uh, the, the Queen, the Prince of Wales, and the Duchess of Cornwall, and the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have been informed and are delighted with the news of the birth of a daughter for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. That's your, you know, your obligatory statement, acknowledgement, what have you, whatever. In America, girl, what we going to do, we going to celebrate because we got, this is our royal family, you understand. And while we don't actually have royalty, we claim them and them only, you know. So thanks for your little statement. You know, all the rest of the quote unquote real royals. That's, <laughs> that was sweet. I'm glad you're delighted. Um, Lily will meet y'all whenever she meets y'all, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's probably been some zooming. I'm assuming there's been some zooming, but uh, certainly to the queen, if she's the only person who has laid her eyes on, <laughs> on this child that resides on that island, um, certainly the queen, A, because she's the queen, but B, because she's also a grandmother and also um, literally <laughs> the person that, that the child is named for. And uh, so I hope that's, that's, that's nice. And at some point, I'm sure the queen will, will meet the baby and see Archie again because <laughs> there you make it say y'all ain't coming near our children <laughs> uh, not the queen I'm sure he would love to but of course there has been a pandemic there's been travel restrictions and everybody's just trying to be safe but huh I still contend and I will die on this hill Will and Kate only gonna get a glimpse. <laughs> that's me. That's me being petty, cause that's that's all they deserve. God damn it. Um, Charles, girl, we all know what you gonna do, but you still the granddaddy. So supposedly he actually did see Archie a lot when when Archie was living in England. But Will and Kate did not. And I don't know if y'all remember, it was only after Archie moved to North America that, or actually it was right before, that Will and Kate, because they were, you know, still manipulating, using the media, which, you know, I guess they don't really know any other way to operate, uh, saying, oh, well, you know, I would love for Archie to get to know his little cousins and to spend a little bit more time with Archie. And then the next like couple of days Harry and Megan said actually he ain't coming back and they didn't he didn't uh Archie hasn't set foot in England uh for over a year probably um definitely more than half of his life uh so and here we have our American princess born here on American soil, a California girl, just like her mother. Do you understand? And um, we really wouldn't have it any other way. So Queen Lily going to see y'all when she see y'all. You feel me? Right now, she's just enjoying this California lifestyle 
the queen of her realm, nary a British accent to be heard within a 3,000 mile, well, shit, her dad's British. Okay, outside of that, within a 3,000 mile radius, probably bigger, she has land and palm trees and chickens and and Doria. <laughs> Y'all, I'm so excited. Let's talk about the world's reaction. So, of course, what Harry and Meghan will always have going for them, despite the fact that, you know, when they left England, everybody said, well, you know, you're walking away from all this and you're going to be on your own. American media said, no, they will not be. <laughs> Newsflash, girl, our media is more influential than y'all's. So they have the American media and have had the American media and the world's media, really, reporting on all of their news, all of their major news since leaving the royal family. But also before, but really since they left, they've gotten that much more, it seems to me anyway, um, that much more attention from American media since they're here in America. Um, starting with Twitter, Twitter has Harry and Meghan, hashtag Harry and Meghan at number five, uh, certainly in the top 10. I always keep mine on, uh, I always keep my location on America. Now, if I were to switch over to UK trends, I'm going to go ahead and guess, and I'm going to actually do that right now. I'm going to go ahead and guess that Harry and Meghan and or related hashtags and or topics will be trending probably for at least, you know, five to 10 out of all of the ones that it lists. But generally speaking in America, because today is a Sunday, sports tends to trend higher on Sundays because Americans, we love sports, but so many sports are played on Sunday. Um, I don't know if that's the case everywhere else, but it probably is. Um, so that tends to, to trend on Sundays. But Harry and Meghan are still in the top five. Let me see. So Lilibet is number four. As of right now, this is like a Sunday afternoon. Well, Sunday afternoon in America. So I guess evening in the UK. Royal Baby is also trending as well as Elizabeth. Oh, Doria is trending as well. Uh, number 18. I bet I can guess why that's trending. Let me tell you something. All y'all trying to say, well, you know, Harry and Megan, you know, they left Doria out of the equation. <laughs> Harry probably wanted to name his own daughter after his own mom. I mean, they could have thrown in Doria if they wanted to. They didn't. I'm sure Doria is secure enough to not be throwing a fit or to even um, be feeling any type of way about the fact that her granddaughter was named after um, the queen, <laughs> the queen, right? Harry's, Harry's great grandmother and um, his mother, 
personally, and I'm not involved. All right. I would have been okay with whatever they named um, their daughter. But who are you, who are, who, who is anybody to say what two people should name their child? Um, and that's just really one of the problems with being famous. And then also with being uh, a member of an institution where people think that they have ownership and that their opinions over your life choices actually matters. It doesn't. But of course, Sussex Squad always on the case, having to point out that Doria's nickname for her daughter, Megan, is Flower. And Lily, being the nickname or the shortened version of the child's actual name, Lilibet, is also a flower, Lily. That's actually my mom's favorite flower. So, you know, just let things be what they're, they're going to be. And the way I see it is, Doria will have far more influence and, and will make a great impression on her grandchildren's lives. You know, anyone listening can just think of, if they're lucky enough to think of, um, the impression that their grandmothers have made on their lives, if they were lucky enough to uh, have them in their lives, both in their youth and adulthood. So Doria's fine. <laughs> Doria is with her grandchildren. And I think that's the biggest gift that any woman who is a grandmother can receive, right, from their child is to be in that that child's life. Because unfortunately, Diana didn't get that opportunity. She never even got to meet a single one of her grandchildren, you know. So all in perspective, you know, one of my favorite phrases in life is when in doubt, zoom out. When in doubt, zoom out. You feel me? Uh, Look at the big picture. The big picture is Doria has her her children right there. I can't imagine what Doria must have felt, you know, seeing Megan go through what she went through. We all saw what looked like worry on her face when Megan was in the church getting married, not knowing what was around the corner, but sort of having an idea of what Megan was about to be put through, but still hoping that that wasn't the case and that the family had evolved past that, realizing that it didn't. Um, And I saw a tweet like really within the last, I would say, three or four weeks. And somebody said, hey, you guys remember when Doria's mom ran that, you know, that 5K? Or no, it was a 5K. It was like a half marathon for suicide prevention while Megan was pregnant. Nobody knew what that meant. In hindsight, it's completely clear, right? So I can't imagine being on the West Coast of the United States while your pregnant daughter is telling you she's having feelings of perhaps harming herself and you can't do anything about it before you you even get the chance to maybe even meet your first grandchild. Um, And then to see, I don't know what, I mean, I can't imagine what Doria must have been feeling. But whatever that was, then to now think about how she must be feeling now, not only just to be around her grandchildren, but then to be present, I'm assuming, at the birth of not one, but both. And then now to know that they're safe and out of 
what what was tormenting Megan at the time of her first pregnancy. Um, so that's really the true gift to Doria, I think. And um, what a wonderful gift that is. And like I said, certainly on the other side of that, you are going to have a lot of people, even just for the time being until the next big news story happens. Of course, this is a huge one. Um, but using the child's name uh, as sort of something to try to beat Harry and Meghan over the head with, which they don't care. I'm sure, pretty sure they've given it a lot of thought. Uh, but saying, oh, well, didn't you say you wanted to distance yourself from the royal family? Like that to me sounds like the whole privacy argument. Didn't you say you wanted privacy? That doesn't, that doesn't mean that Harry is not going to have or or Megan, because she also spoke highly of of the Queen during the Oprah interview, that they're not going to have love for, um, for Elizabeth, you know, and it could also be that Harry is having lost his his grandfather is, which really they all should be thinking about. The fact that Elizabeth doesn't have a whole lot of time left uh, and her name in her first name, right, um, will be carried at least in some way through Harry. And that's how Harry wanted to honor his great grandmother, um, because once she's gone, he doesn't have any grandmothers or mothers that are alive. So certainly he would want to honor them uh, by allowing his daughter to carry their name in some form. I think it's beautiful. And the only people who actually want or think Doria should be in her feelings or feeling some type of way <laughs> about uh, bit not having one of her names or one of her names being Doria, Doria, they're the ones who don't care about Doria at all like at all <laughs> right so basically the shit starters that's all that is so when you see that girl know what it is because these are people who who are never going to be satisfied with anything no matter what no matter what and so while they're saying poor doria oh poor doria she wasn't included or she wasn't named neither was carol carol's not any one of charlotte's names diana is but Carol's not. So as far as I know, you know, because as far as I know, because we really don't. Know. <laughs> Let me stop being messy. As far as I know, Charlotte is William's only daughter. <laughs> you understand? As far as I know, that's it. She's the only girl. So same thing would apply there. But no, you y'all want to be petty and and nitpicky and nasty only when it comes to Harry and Megan, right? Y'all wouldn't care about, care about Doria any other time, except for when it's time to be messy. We see right through you. Further reactions, we have the royal family on Twitter, basically reading the statement um, or tweeting the statement that I had read earlier, um, and then also adding Lilibet is Her Majesty's 11th great-grandchild with a picture of Harry and Meghan on their wedding day. On the Clarence House Twitter, which is the Twitter for Prince Charles and Camilla, it says, congratulations to Harry, Meghan, and Archie on the arrival of baby Lilibet. 
Diana with a picture of Harry, Megan, and Archie in South Africa as they were meeting Bishop Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And it also says, wishing them all well at this special time. That's nice. And then, of course, on Kensington Palace, we're all delighted by the happy news of the arrival of baby Lily. Congrats to Harry, Megan, and Archie. No picture. That's the driest one out of all of them. As to, again, as to be expected, as for tweets, you know, just for acknowledgement on social media, which that is also a part of just general PR. Um, they could have at least included a picture. And this is just me comparing the three tweets. Um, as always, Will and Kate out here doing the bare minimum <laughs> as to be expected. Okay. Never, never, ever set the bar too high for them. Um, honestly, they could have kept it. <laughs> I know y'all probably think I'm being a little bit too hard, but they could have kept it. They could have at least included a picture, girl, but it is what it is. Also, it's nice to see Harry and Megan's charities uh, congratulating them, as is to be expected, but it's still nice uh, that they, they care to acknowledge uh, such a beautiful time in their lives. And of course, again, the world's media sharing that news and celebrating. And I just love the idea of flowers. You know, we, after Archie was born on their Instagram, we saw a picture of Megan holding Archie over Diana's favorite flowers uh, as a way to honor her, the forget-me-nots. Um, since Abale, <laughs> I believe that means forget-me-not uh, in, in that respective language. And Lily is a flower, you know, uh, L-I-L-Y, but in name, it, it, it is the same name as the flower that is also, depending on the color, also representative of lots of different meanings, positive, beautiful meanings. Uh, for example, a white lily represents, and I'm just Googling here because I do not come equipped with this knowledge, uh, but represents purity and rebirth. Pink lilies are said to symbolize femininity and admiration orange lilies are said to symbolize confidence and energy okay cool uh <laughs> i guess because there's so many different types of lilies yellow li lilies symbolize uh thankfulness joy and friendship all of these things i'm sure harry and megan are experiencing in their their new life especially as they set up their life with their young children um, but one thing we also know about Megan is that Megan is very, very into flowers. That is her nickname, right? That's her nickname from her mother. Her mother literally calls her flower. And I, so I am just definitely gonna go with the idea that they wanted their daughter to be named after a flower, but then also to honor, uh, the women in their lives, so we know Megan loves peonies <laughs> from the Instagram. But then if you remember when Megan did the interview with Oprah and everybody was talking about her dress and the, the white flowers that were on her right shoulder uh, of the dress, 
and how she picked the dress because of that lotus flower. And the lotus flower being a flower that has resilience and flourishes despite seemingly challenging conditions. And many cultures, it turns out, associates the lotus flower with the refusal to accept defeat and an unwavering faith um, and having an unwavering faith. So Megan is really into flowers and their meanings and, and what they represent and symbolize. And certainly it is no mistake because if you know anything about Megan, my girl's going to think long and hard <laughs> about the things that she does. And certainly I would imagine about the name she gives her children and especially her daughter. It is no mistake that she's going to call her child Lily, which is also the name of a flower. Uh, and that in and of itself is a thank you to her own mother. Uh, so I just, I love it. Megan is as res resilient as that lotus flower that she wore on her dress, that Armani dress during the Oprah interview. And she has her own little flower now, her own baby girl. And I absolutely am over the moon for them, given all the challenges that they've had, all of the challenges that they've had, all of the, the, the devils against them, all of the obstacles that people have unnecessarily placed in their way and the fact that they were able to overcome each and every one of them they made it look easy I'm sure it wasn't but they finally have their family on their land their privacy doing it their way all right no leaks no worries about anybody trying to undermine them and what they do. They can release the, the details or information about the birth of their daughter two days later because that's what privacy is. Um, just completely doing it their way. And I want them to take some time off. I want them to just sit back and enjoy. There's no, you know crying every day because of what's being written about you in the papers right every time you go out you have to wonder what people are thinking about you I mean there's none of that no coming home to see Megan crying as she's breastfeeding her daughter uh-uh those days are done and here's another unrelated bit of news Patrick Adams actually who is basically um the guy that flame the royal family remember right before the the Oprah interview and they tried to call Megan a bully and he had that um viral would be an understatement uh that viral thread <laughs> uh defending his good friend Megan you understand he also had a baby girl on the same day as uh that Lily was born so definitely congrats to him uh I believe her name is Elliot Rowena Adams. Like, 
it's just so funny how things go in 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 waves that way but then like parallel to the people in your life um which if you can have a kid at the same time as your friends that's also pretty awesome because your friends get your kids uh all your kids get to be around the same age group so that's really that was really really cute to find out so diana has a fourth grandchild and doria has a second and speaking of diana once again because for obvious reasons her name is interlaced throughout this podcast um her birthday is july 1st so that's less than a month from now um that would be her would have been her 60th birthday and that's also when there is a statue being unveiled at kensington palace and a lot of people are wondering whether harry is going to show up i highly doubt it he could still go you know he's um He's handled business when Archie was was a was a small baby as well. Um but for the most part he's probably going to go. He's probably going to go. Just because it's 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 a statue. I know a lot of people have been talking about it. Um but I'd be okay if he didn't go. Surely he's going to want to spend every waking moment with his new daughter. And I highly doubt Megan is going to take the trip as well, or they will take that trip as a family. Um, I'm curious to see what that's going to look like, but I'll definitely be having my eyes peeled for that. That's coming up in less than a month. And as it usually goes, no matter what he does, somebody's going to have something to say about it. I know there's been a lot of things I haven't had the chance to talk about, um, since the last podcast, the last podcast was actually after Philip's funeral sometime back in April, but I'll definitely be referencing the me you can't see in the next couple of episodes. I've tweeted about it a lot, um, but I haven't had the chance to actually talk about it, but that was the big thing. Of course, Vax Live happened. And of course, the bench is coming out on June 8th. I absolutely uh, wanted to talk about that. I just hadn't had the chance to record. I haven't been feeling my best as well. So I have to take that time to sort of preserve and to, you know, apply self-care as much as I'm asking other people to do it. I got to do it for myself as well. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to really just get back into it. So that on that subject... I will probably shorten the episodes just as a side tangent because um, I'm winding down the episode anyway, but um, I'll probably shorten the episode so that I can make them more frequently just because it takes so much out of me to do those, you know, hour and a half episodes along with the editing, along with the, the vis visual editing, as well as the, the sound editing or the audio editing um, and recording because you know when you hear an hour of audio that doesn't mean it took an hour to record it took much longer because I'm always having to do different takes and stuff so um so that it's not completely trash <laughs> but anyway so thanks for bearing with me on that but yeah I'm definitely going to talk about uh the me you can't see or just reference it just because there was so much to unpack with that especially uh what just the the additional details that Harry shared about their experience that wasn't exactly shared in the Oprah interview um and and the context of everything that they've gone through and also the bench um I just love that 
you know, the book was announced about a month ago, a couple weeks ago, but that it's going to be released uh, two days after she gave birth to her daughter and the book is to honor her son. So we can expect certainly at some point in the future, given that Megan is um, now an author, <laughs> um, that she, she will also write a book. I'm assuming, I don't know this, but I'm assuming that she'll write a book to um, honor the relationship that she has uh, with her precious baby daughter. And I misspoke. The book will be released four days after she gave birth, but two days after uh, baby Lily's birth was announced, which is today, which is the 6th of June. Um, my God, we thought we were eating in May. We thought we had, like, we thought we were really doing the things in May, although May was May was really one of the livest months, I think, for the Sussex Squad this past May. But oh, I'm just so, so over the moon, so overjoyed for Harry and Meghan. Welcome to the world. Baby Lily, Lilibet, you know, um, it's it's a beautiful world, despite all the all the things <laughs> that make it so um, frustrating but it's a beautiful world nonetheless. And here you are in it with us. And despite all odds, your parents have made a place for you. So Sussex Squad and fans of Harry and Meghan everywhere, let's make sure to make our voices heard and to allow those four charities, as well as any other ones. I know that there was the, the, um, fundraiser that that had been ongoing um but definitely if you haven't already let those four charities and organizations that were listed by Harry and Megan Girl Inc who who Megan has worked with um since she's been back in California Harvest Home who uh Megan has also um starting a relationship with or built a relationship with CanFed know them, love them. We've had that ongoing relationship, both with the Sussex Squad as well as with Harry and Megan, um, as well as the Mina Mahila, Mahila Foundation. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep butchering that. Um, I'm going to donate to all four of them right, right now, as soon as I'm done with this podcast. And uh, I hope they, they feel the love from people all over the world, just excited to share in this news with Harry and Megan. And if I haven't done so already, I'd like to just extend a personal congratulations to Harry, Megan, and Archie um, for the addition of their sweet baby girl. Um, Archie is a big brother. Harry has his baby girl. Megan has her baby girl. And um, Doria has her, her granddaughter. Um, and just to enjoy these quiet moments, these early days, um, and the peace that they finally have that they've worked so hard for. And so with that, that is pretty much all I have for today. I wanted this episode to just be all about Lily, you know, no drama, no Scotland, no guardian pieces, none of that. We're welcoming this beautiful, because we already know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This beautiful little girl and this beautiful family um, just enveloping them in love and support and just knowing that we saw what you went through. 
we supported you while you were trying to find a way out of what you guys were going through. And we celebrate with you as you finally get to that landing place that is adequate, beyond adequate, but is conducive to allowing you to raise your family in the loving environment that it deserves. So you know where you guys can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Megan Mood. You can find me on Instagram at Sussex Set. And as more details and more news comes out, you can be looking for more episodes, again, shorter episodes, but more frequent episodes to drop. And so thank you guys as always for your support and take care of yourselves. And until next time, peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me.